stop in the intern. We shall never speak of them again. <laughs> hey, this is Anna from Cascadia Pod. We just wanted to say before we get started, we are not sponsored or affiliated with any place mentioned. If someone is a sponsor, we will let you know and we will always give our honest opinion. review. I'm really happy that at least the Black Tapes is finishing up. I don't know how many more episodes they're gonna have though. I'm sort of sad. That was episode 10, right? Yeah, it was 10. So they're probably wrapping it up here soon? Probably. I just want to really quickly say I'm sorry for the dog noises in the background. I try to edit around them, but it doesn't always work. Like those weird errant sneezes in the last one. Those were the dog. And we've taken off her collar, and she's just out of control. And she'll whine if we leave her out. So, hey, just so you know, this is an animal-friendly show. <laughs> so animal-friendly. But you already knew that, because of my vlog. <laughs> All right, let's jump right in. First things first, why the heck did we mention Sammy if we're not going to mention Sammy? I don't know. We've got a lot of things to parse out, like Sammy disappearing. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just okay. sitting there. Okay. And? On to the next. <laughs> yeah? What about her? <laughs> Nothing? No. Oh. Okay. Poor Sammy. She's yeah. up here somewhere. And forgotten, apparently. We forgot about Sammy. <laughs> then we go into The Machine, which this episode was called Welcome to the Machine. And I think it should have been Welcome to the Odd Coincidence, because there are a lot of really weird coincidental things. A lot of the time they know how to move stuff into it and do all of that. We got a little tiny, tiny, really far-fetched this time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into those in a little bit. But anyway, they're talking about John's exorcism and the weird machine that he was exercised with and how it was a shell corporation for Deva Corp. Mm -hmm. Because everything is a shell corporation for Deva Corp. <laughs> and to the pachinko machines. Have you heard of pachinko machines? No, not until this episode. You haven't? No. Oh, when I was a kid, I watched a special on them. They're really big in Japan. It's, so it's essentially what Nick said. They're a gambling machine. What you do is you go in. It's an arcade. You buy pachinko balls. Okay. You buy like 10 balls and you drop the balls into the machine. And it's like those, the plinko yeah. on The Price is Right. And if the ball falls in something and you win, you get more balls. Well, what you do is you take the balls and you go up to the front like a ticket redemption. Mm -hmm. They count them. They give you a special ticket. You can get prizes or you can go to the shop two blocks away and they'll trade you the pachinko ticket for money. Huh. Because gambling's illegal in, in Japan. Interesting. I had, no, I had no idea what it was. So there you go. Now you guys know about pachinko machines, if you didn't already know. Random facts. All right, but the weird pachinko exorcism thing. I mean, it's a good cover. Pachinko machines. People aren't really going to look other than, what is a pachinko machine? And then you explain it. Oh, okay. 
That's that has great. to do with exorcisms. Yeah. Well, that has nothing to do with weird illegal machines that they're using on homeless children. Right. Or other children. <sighs> it's starting to make me think, though, is the cult of Tiamat actually the geometry club? Or is the cult of Tiamat trying to stop the geometry club? I'm, I'm sort of in between on this one. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I thought it was kind of cool, though, how they tied... Um, the pachinko machine or whatever, the exorcist machine, mm -hmm. to the geometry club by the symbol mm -hmm. that was on the back of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I don't know, the guy who told the story of the exorcism? Kelly. Kelly, Kelly that was his name. Kelly Miller. Oh, man. He, she. Yeah. I thought that was weird but interesting. I understand, okay, you've got a big corporation yeah. that you're essentially exposing as being somebody who uses homeless people. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You want to hide yourself. I understand. It was just, it was weird. It was a little, the towards the end, I didn't really think of it as a distorted voice, though. It was a good story. I thought it was a good add-in into it and yeah. a good piece, as opposed to some of the other stuff. <laughs> Kelly tells us about the things that they saw and how this company is testing on homeless people, or at least... Kelly assumed. Assumed, yeah. It was a homeless saw. person. Yeah. yeah. He said that the girl looked like she was trying to move out of this dimension. dimension. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting way to describe something. Especially because it, it's not a common colloquialism or anything. Right. I, you're moving out of a dimension. If I honestly were to have walked up on somebody doing what I would think would be an exorcism, I tried to imagine it when he was mm -hmm. talking about it. The bones cracking right. and everything. I don't think that's what I would have used to describe what I was seeing. No, I was I thinking was more like her skeleton was trying to walk out, mm -hmm. especially the bone cracking, or her soul was trying to leave her. And in not... my experience, I've been like, it looked like something from Alien. Right. Or her, it looked like the exorcism on crack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't understand where this... I, I... A molting tarantula, possibly, is what there she you made go. look like. There you go. Like... I... A snake shedding something, but yeah, moving out of this dimension. It was really weird. It was weird. Hopefully, it's finally a tie-in with Tannis. They're going to go to a different dimension. No, they're definitely <laughs> never going to do that. Anyway, the machine, is it, they're using the machines to take out demons or put in demons? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they use the machine on John, and John says he's great now, and he's essentially working for them as a driver. And, yeah, who knows? Now, here comes the first of the two far-fetched stories that we've got. Oh, is this that lady? No, no, she's oh, the second she's one. She's the second one. The first one was the letters. How she the found letters. the letters. I love how she had to throw in that it wasn't the letters that Robin gave her. Or the second. Ruby. Ruby, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, Miss Intern. She's the intern, right? No, she's the assistant. Darn it, the assistant. Look, I'm getting you guys all mixed up. <laughs> Robin, the intern. No, Ruby, the the assistant. I like how she pointed out it wasn't was it? in the stack that Ruby Ruby gave. Okay, like, okay. I will give weird. her. I will give her the point that we have complained and moaned about either this way or that way, where we don't get how this was actually found. 
or how it was found and there wasn't any detail to it. So having the backstory, okay, I'm cool with that. But the only thing is, that is the most far-fetched, ridiculous backstory. It was a picture that had nothing to do with the other picture, but sort of made me feel like the other picture made me feel. And so I looked on the back of it, and when I looked on the back of it, there was nothing there, but I touched a nail when I was trying to put it back up, and it broke, and there and I were- caught my, I cut my finger, and I dropped it, and- And there were letters. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. The it was way too she, much! Just, okay, when she was like, it wasn't in the stack that Ruby gave me, I was like, oh, this is gonna be some crazy story. <laughs> something crazy happened <laughs> right and it couldn't have been she was snooping around or anything no it was a weird picture and or like most people any kind of crime tv show it's all because someone sees somebody pretty in a picture or somebody that they recognize and they're like "Ooh," and then they drop it because they're clumsy right or, you know someone walks in on them and they're like i wasn't doing anything and then oh oh i did hey look <laughs> there are things and the whole ruby had an appointment why would she schedule an appointment when she knew Alex was there? Ruby is well aware that Alex is a horrible snoop. Yep. A horrible it's snoop. She's caught her like 10 times. <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> what are you doing in Strand's office? I walked away for 10 seconds to get you something and you're in Strand's office. And apparently so is Strand and he's been hiding there for months and I just never noticed him because he looked like a piece of his artwork or something. Oh my gosh. It was just, it was too much for me. It was so ridiculous and the way that every step just no <laughs> i like having the detail i like that there was a interesting story to it but really <laughs> and then from there we get into the intern i love the intern i love her on twitter i tweet at her all the time and she tweets back she actually tweets at us she doesn't just ignore us or like our posts because we mention her she reads them. Aww. I'm very impressed. I'm so sorry, intern, that I mixed you up with the assistant. Yeah. You're, you're amazing. You're awesome. What she says does make sense, and I'm surprised that they didn't bring this up before, the whole Sagamore thing. I had completely forgot about Sagamore. I, I didn't completely forget about it, but at the same time, it's not like something that I thought about. But, of course, in traditional black tapes style, we have to always go back around. Now, the thing that bugged me about the Sagamore is that, yeah, he paused for 10 seconds. Obviously, he's going to pause for 10 seconds because it's Strand. He is going to always tell you that he has debunked something or he has proven that it's not real or whatnot because the other person hasn't given him proof. So no matter what, you could send him a picture of a ghost doing the cha-cha and he's gonna say, yep, I've debunked that. Even if he can never debunk it because it's doing the right steps to the cha-cha. I do understand the Sagamore thing because they should have investigated the Sagamore thing. It was as soon as I heard it in the first episode that they talked about it and they pawned it off really quickly as it's just a hotel. Yeah. I was sort of surprised because they went to a mental institution that day. Where is your background checking on the Sagamore? Obviously, this is something big in his life that mm -hmm. people are using against him. There's something to it. Why not look yeah. into it? And I think I just kind of forgot about it because, like you said, it's mentioned. And then it disappears. And then it's gone. I'm one of those people. I'm like, oh, it's gone. It's yeah. gone. So when she was like, oh, I was re-listening to the first episode. I'm not gonna lie. They were saying the Sagamore. And I was like, is this like a giant tree? Like, are they, do they mean it's a sycamore? Because <laughs> I completely just 
forgotten all about it. Uh huh. And then they started talking about it more, and I was like, okay, that's that hotel. And I was like, I don't, I don't remember much about this at all because there was <laughs> nothing to it. I was really surprised that Alex mm-hmm. even remembered it. And the other thing that I thought was weird about this particular story is we didn't go to the Sagamore to begin with, but also Dr. Asadi, she was throwing mad shade at them. The black tapes, you throw some mad shade or even Tannis and they notice. So they're huge. They are big. But at the same time, there's still someone going through and looking at different tweets and everything like that. Probably their intern, who obviously knows how to filter and use Google filters. Nick knows how to use freaking Google alerts. Come on, man. She said she was throwing you guys mad shade, especially Dr. Strand, blah, 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 blah. I don't understand why she wasn't addressed a long time ago, too. Yeah. Because she's been there and throwing the shade for apparently a while. Yeah. Because she knew Strand personally, or at least she knew Strand and tried to help yeah. Strand. She she was an interesting lady. Uh, she's one of those people that she can take a story and she can really run with it. Give it, her two pieces of facts and she's got 30. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It made me think of a weak creepypasta, honestly. Just like Alex said, it just sounds like a story kids would tell each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what it sounded like to me, is just a, a really weak creepypasta. John Smith. It was an urban legend. She was, It was like she was creating her own urban legend. She was trying. So, you know, okay, so this is kind of what I was thinking. People are going to hear this story on the black tapes, and they're going to take it, and they're going to put this hauntingish story It's going to turn into it. telephone. Ex- right, and, the, and so then, like, an urban legend, and then all of a sudden you're going to see it on Wikipedia. It probably is already on Wikipedia. And it's going to be like, don't look through the keyhole of door, blah, 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 you know, <laughs> if you do, they say. <laughs> well, I think they, you know, they sort of nipped it in the bud, though, when they said it was only for that little bit of time. But still, the element that she brought to it. It was definitely a creepy element. It was definitely, it was was making her own story, but her telling that story didn't make me want to read her book. Let's leave it at that. Oh, when she said that at the end, I could hear it in Alex's voice, and I was like, I'm on the same page with you, Alex. Who are your contacts? They're They're in in my my book. book. The way Alex was like, okay, that means... Biatch, I ain't reading your book. I ain't <laughs> buying your book. Just to get your contacts, because I don't believe your story anyway. Send me a PR sample. Right? Like, <laughs> like a doorstop. And I was like, I feel you, Alex. The Hodor. I'll <laughs> use it as the Hodor. Too soon. Too, Too soon. soon. All right, yeah. I even put weak creepypasta. <laughs> the first thing I thought when I heard it the first time was, oh, that was just bad. It was so bad. Did you think that the sound sounded anything like the unsound, the one that they had in the recording? No. We have both heard <laughs> the unsound. We've heard the unsound a lot. times. <laughs> and, yes, it's a little bit different every time. This wasn't even close. Nah, this is, it had its own. It had that creepy thing to it. Yeah. The unsound has, like, that background basis. Screechy. Yeah. It sort of makes you uncomfortable hearing it. The disease. Everyone. Oh, at the hotel? Yeah. Those people got sick. The seven people. It was Legionnaire's disease. He totally was so strand. I liked it. I like it brought it all the way back to first season, Dr. Strand, Alex going, yeah, it's this. And Strand going, I believe you. Do some research. (laughs) Did you look into it? Did you look into their symptoms and this and that and... 
Just because she is beautiful and her name is Ariana doesn't mean she's always right. Uh, just because she has beautiful, crazy stories that make you more intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Easy no go, Alex. Yeah. But I did like that. That actually made me really smile when he was like, did you research it? Or if you would have taken <laughs> the, the time. time. <laughs> I was like, oh, and Strand is back. <laughs> ballsier when he's on the phone because he doesn't have to look at poor little Alex batting her big brown eyes going is this right I'm pretty sure they're brown eyes sorry Alex I'm not dating you I don't know your eye color but (laughs) (laughs) it's just so funny because he's built this relationship with her but as soon as he is not standing next to her he's perfect at just compartmentalizing and going Mm -hmm. back to being Dr. Strand and when he's there if he would have been there we most likely would have had a strandrum yeah, just he would have started to throw a little, a little fit about it. He'd be like, yeah. I don't know. No, why are you doing this? Why didn't you do any research? Geez, you're supposed to be a professional. Why am I the one that has to do this for you and be your answer and be your doctor and be your key? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But on the phone, he's just straightforward. Actually, yeah, no. Anyway, <laughs> and then that brought us to the very last thing, the guy who found Bobby. I didn't even remember his name. I wasn't even going to go back for it. But it's the kid who found that boy in the river, Bobby. Remember back we had the dead kid in the river. Yeah, the boy in the river. The boy from the river that Strand's sister told us about. That we... Strand is evading talking about. Yeah, we find out that Ricky Strand... Richie. Richie, sorry. Richie Strand... <laughs> found the body he has some weird sixth sense that he can find dead people apparently apparently because he was just like it's over here i don't don't even know what they said what the kids said they were out there looking for because he was riding his bike Mm -hmm. and he went to go find his older brother who hangs out with richie Mm -hmm. or richard strand Mm -hmm. and when he gets there they were going to leave they were going yeah they were going somewhere and they just missed it there's there really wasn't on. much of an explanation there. I think it was more Strand was feeling like he needed to go do something. Oh, okay. And his friend was like, I'm here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah, go I, do. Let's go on an adventure. Weird. Like, oh, I found my brother. They're leaving. I go with my brother. And then his friend is just like, it's over here. It's over there. And I was like, what is it? What is going on? Mm-hmm. And I was a little lost. I was when everything was going on in the background. And I was like, maybe I just missed something. <laughs> yeah. No, there was nothing that you missed. But... We find out that Strand has these magical powers, and Alex is now concerned that she doesn't know Strand. A few things that stood out to me in this episode. First thing, the guy that found Bobby doesn't listen to their show. I thought that was awesome. (laughs) Oh, it sounds like you know Richard Strand. Do you? I don't know now. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Sure. Whatever. Then the other thing that really made me think was the letters themselves. When her and Nick were discussing them, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about sending Strand to Turkey and all of that for school, it was the mark of the dragon. Mm -hmm. They're gonna bring Dracula into this. You think so? Yeah, it's Vlad Dracul. And he fought the Turks. And I bet you they're gonna say that symbol. Oh god, I wanna see. Now I'm gonna have to Google and see what the symbol of Tiamat is. Because if it's a dragon eating its tail, that's the symbol of the Dracul. And that's the order of the dragon, which is the order that Dracula and his father were part of. Oh my god. Anyway, they're bringing Dracula into this. At some point, he's either going to be possessed by a demon, or that's what made me think maybe Tiamat isn't bad. Because Dracula is actually a hero Mm -hmm. in Romania because of what he did in stopping the Turks from coming into Europe. 
because of that, I'm thinking they're going to actually paint that Howard Strand wasn't trying to use Richard as one of the demon children, but, but trying to, stop, to train him to stop the demon children and become part of the Order of the Dragon. And that would then mean that Cora Lee was good. Mm-hmm. And that would also mean that the guy, the one that they're trying to find from Davacorp, the, the head of Davacorp, is a good guy too because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're trying to exercise out the demons and the exorcisms are good. And that's where I got all that crap from. So hey, you just went in my brain. Did you like it? Was it interesting? Was it? It was interesting. Alrighty. The way her mind works is always interesting. <laughs> Any final thoughts on this particular episode other than I'm sorry? Um, the way they left it. I liked that end. Yeah, it was very well done. I feel like this whole season one and season two, Alex really works hard on build up. Mm-hmm. And then she always lets it drop somehow with her ending. Mm-hmm. But this time, instead of trying to end it, she just ended it. Yeah. And it, I liked it. I sort of liked the sorrow. It made you feel sad almost mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. Where other episodes, we'll be back next week with this, this, and this. I wouldn't be surprised if this actually was the season finale. The way it was just done. Done. It was gone. That's it. It reminds me of a Supernatural episode. Yeah, buddy. You see a demon and then poof, poof, you're out. And that's it. And you are SOL until they give you some kind of preview. (laughs) Yeah, some kind of preview. And that's it. I really like this episode. And other than the weird sort of... We're getting better on the dialogue. The stories in the middle were a little far-fetched. I know. With the Ariana, Uh I know her story was super far-fetched. But I thought it played really well with the black tapes. Because I always feel like Alex thought it was far-fetched. And it's kind of different because normally Alex is the one to follow the story. But at the same time, you know? she followed it completely. Yeah, but at the same time, you could feel. Well, I understand. Her you could feel her thinking, this woman is nuts. Mm-hmm. Why am I talking to her? I think we need to vet people before we talk to them. <laughs> it was kind of cool because most of the stories she just kind of goes with and uh-huh. then it becomes something. Right. Right, and I feel like this is just going to be that quirky. Do you remember that crazy lady from episode? It's sort of like the demon book woman, the one that freaked her out. Yeah. Not, the, not the nice one, but the one that was like, Glushka. Glushka. Actually, that's the monastery, but you know what I mean. Say this six times, Alex, you know you want to. Oh, yes, that woman. <laughs> and it sort of, actually, even the description was almost the same. Yeah. The book lady, she had beautiful long hair and was very well-aged. And you could tell that she was older, but at the same time took care of herself. And she was freaking bat nut crazy. Bat crazy. Holy moly. Watch out for gypsies. Watch out for gypsies. I'm telling you, gypsies, they stay young and beautiful forever, but they're crazy. (laughs) Makes me think of Angel. (laughs) Gypsies. We shall never speak of them again. (laughs) If you know what episode of Angel that is, you are my hero. That is my favorite episode of Angel. That's your favorite episode? Yes. Because it's, it was him and Spike trying so hard, (laughs) and the whole time... Nothing happens. It was an episode of nothing. It was an episode of nothing. Everything got resolved on its own, and it was total filler, and I loved it. <laughs> oh my gosh. We I love Angel. <laughs> Angel, Buffy, um, all of the things. Anyway, that we've digressed. We are super excited for the next episode. Hopefully there will be a next episode, because if not, we won't have much to talk about. I mean... 
We're Pokemon going. Are you Pokemon going? Oh, we should have a whole episode on Pokemon Go. Okay, if you want. We got this. We're even going to make a song. Better than the rat tat. That is amazing. Anyway, don't forget to find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the things, and they're all at Cascadia Pod. As well as you can always go to our website, cascadiapod.squarespace.com, and everything is there. Just search a little. It's there. I promise. And it's a really cool website. Shannon dressed it up beautifully. Also, I put up random blogs all the time that Anna has no idea about. Nope, nothing. Yeah. You can always go read my weird thoughts. They're sort of like the intern's craziness and eccentricity. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget, watch watch out out for Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Bye. Bye, guys.